0: Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood.
1: And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a cloudy, cool Saturday morning in Spartanburg. Perfect day, I guess, to go to Spring Fling. If you're going to walk around all over the place and uh, enjoy the delights of uh, all different kinds of food and people and everything. How you doing, Ronnie?
2: I'm doing pretty good, and I'm just glad that the monsoon season lit up Holy before cow. Spring Fling started.
1: Did I hear them right? Did we get four or maybe even five inches of rain? I wouldn't doubt it. I didn't hear that, but I, I can believe it. I think we got. I know I heard four, and I think, uh, and then I heard somebody else say, "Well, we got an additional inch overnight, so it was actually five inches." But that's a lot of rain, and uh, maybe that's why I broke the belt on my lawnmower yesterday <laughs> trying to cut all up. Oh, was, I, I don't doubt that a bit. It was pretty. It, it had
2: to be wet. It was
1: well, it, you know. It was late in the afternoon, and the sun was out most of the day, but, uh, yeah, I did. I broke a belt, and I'm out of business right now, so uh, that's okay. I'm going to go to Spring Fling because I can't cut the grass till I get the (laughs) belt replaced. But um, welcome to Start Your Engines. Uh, I want to give our best wishes to Greg Moore. Greg's not with us again today. I'm not sure when Greg will be back. He's
2: He's having some health problems.
1: He's having some health problems, and uh, we, of course, Wish him the best, and and need to get him back on the show because uh, he gets us these great guests, and I'm running out of uh, I'm running out of great guests to get on my own. So, uh, but we've got a great one today. In fact, uh, a man we haven't talked to uh, since the year before last. He was on like the last show of 2021, and I don't know why. Have no idea why we didn't talk to him last year, but it's Sports car legend uh, Roger Mandeville, who was a great, great champion in uh, the mid '80s, driving for Mazda out of Spartanburg here, number 38. And Roger's going to come on the show at 11 o'clock with a friend of his. And uh, Roger still got a shop up there around here in Circle. And Mike Miller is uh, drives out of that shop. And when I went up there a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago to see if they would be willing to do the show Mike was on last time we had Roger on and Mike was uh, getting ready to go to Savannah to some sports car races and so when I talked to him this week I said well how'd Mike do asking Roger and Roger said well he won both races so that sounds real good and we will be talking to Mike and Roger at 11 o'clock in the meantime let's uh turn our attention a little bit to talladega you watch that de- demolition derby. there were two de- demolition derbies. there
2: were I, uh, yeah and then i hate to say it but it was entertaining
1: well i mean yeah uh, you know <laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna get wrecks at talladega and it, it, it was real entertaining but man there, there's lucky lucky some people aren't doing some serious sheet time there because yeah. they did take that one uh I forget his name here in a second. That Xfinity driver driving that yellow number zero two that he flipped like six times down yes. the backstretch. I got like it. a pinwheel. I'm telling you what he he went to the hospital and I he's okay. I haven't had a an update on him lately, but his name was Blaine Perkins. Okay. And Blaine uh, he he took a tough tumble there. But I guess the big uh, disappointment to come out of all of that was uh, Jeremy Clements. Yeah. Jeremy ran good. He was up close to the front and with all the crashes. You know, he was even in one of them Mm -hmm. coming off the fourth turn there when uh, Hemrick caused it, trying to block, and and he flipped over. And Jeremy got caught just in the tail end of that one. But I, I think we were texting back and forth, and you could see Jeremy throw it in gear and get out of there. Yeah. And I was.
2: And we thought he came through unscathed, but he didn't.
1: Well, well, but he wasn't. He, he wasn't hurt that bad. What his big problem had been earlier in the race, he had an unscheduled uh, pit stop for a flat tire. Yeah. And got a lap behind and made it back up. You know, with the lucky dog and everything. But he uh, he recovered okay from that. And came down to the end when uh, a lot of the field had been eliminated. But you know that that happens every time, and you want to be a survivor.
2: And he was looking at another top
1: ten finish. He was looking at maybe even better than that. I, he wasn't going to win, but he he th- there was a big glob of cards there mm-hmm. from like third or fourth on back, and he was in the middle of it. And honestly, I've looked at it several times, and I texted uh, Jeremy about it, and it looked like he was blocking i mean i I think it was Moffitt uh that number twenty five that was behind him he went low, and Jeremy mm-hmm. went low, and then Moffitt went high. but you're talking about in a cluster of cars mm-hmm. I mean there were cars right in front of them and right behind them and then when it looked like when he went back high, the guy to his right was coming down, and he was blocking, and they just they hit sides, i think in uh Formula One they call that a tank slapper and um <laughs> And after that, it was all over. I mean, they started crashing that little knot of cars there, six or five or six of them. And Jeremy shot across the track and hit the wall driver's side, uh, the grandstand wall right there in the little dog leg or just past it. He didn't hit it flush, but he uh, it was pretty, pre- close. pretty close. And, you know, of that whole bunch, he's the only one that didn't skid across the finish line and ended up a lap behind in 19th place. Yeah. And he was looking at a, I don't think, any worse than 10th and, and more likely 6th or 7th. So, yep. uh just another bad break for Jeremy. Now, they had qualifying uh rained out at Dover, which is where they run today the at 130, and he's 15th, which, you know, that's not bad. Respectable. Well, he started Talladega, what, 37th, out yeah. 38th? So, uh the only car behind him was Parker Klingerman and and Parker ended up third. But it was uh it was uh, just a lot of car rending smashing accidents parts flying cars upside down and flipping and uh well it was like a dirt track race at 200 miles an hour. It was something to see and uh and so you wondered the next day how Sunday was going to go and it Nobody got upside down, I don't think, in the Sunday race, but well, they sure... I don't think so. They sure... Um, they, they were beating him. and banging. Well, the hit that Kyle Larson took from Ryan Priest in one of those pileups, it was as hard a hit as I've seen, I mean, maybe in years. He... Uh, Larson shot up the track in the midst of all this chaos and Priest just hit him right square in the passenger side door Mm -hmm. at what had to be close to full speed. I mean, they must have been running over. They might have been slowing down some. But they were still at least 150. Oh, at least 150. And he hit him in the door, and when they towed uh, Larson's car away, and you could see the interior of it. I mean, the roll bars were bent. They were just mangled. And those are... The gauge of the steel, I guess, on those things. Uh, somebody like Mike Hiller, you know, or maybe even Greg could tell us about it. But it takes a lot. It to, does to damage those things, and it, they were just bent like uh, um, what are those things used to—pipe cleaners. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the way you just used to bend pipe cleaners, right? So uh, lucky nobody got hurt there. The, uh, of course, the Xfinity race was won by. And I had it here just a minute ago. Um, Got too many papers. I got too many papers again. But the, uh, yeah, I got it. I got it in my hand. That's why I couldn't find it. Jeb Burton won it. Yeah. And the uh, cup race was won by Kyle Larson, who is my son Jake's favorite driver. And he went crazy when they had the last wreck there to finish the cup race. And Jake's jumping up and down, uh, hooting and hollering and had his, uh, actually he had an old cowbush shirt on back when he drove number five. Yeah. And uh, But he went running out the door and I said, Jake, wait, wait, wait. And he was out running around in the driveway yelling and talking to one of his buddies on the phone and what he missed was he hadn't come around and taken the checkered flag yet. I mean, that, they had just gotten a white flag when they had right. the wreck and he had to complete the lap and he was Practically out of gas. Yeah, and I, and I'm like, you know, Jake, you better calm down. He might not make it. And uh, and you know, he wanted to do a burnout, and he did like one little loop there and ran out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Talladega, I don't think disappointed the fans anyway. It might have disappointed some of the drivers, uh, but thankfully everybody walked away, and we um, are real glad about that. Mike Hill. Very uh, knowledgeable, of course, and a loyal listener to the show sent me a text this morning, and I showed to you yeah. about, they're evidently, I didn't know this was going on, but they're running to thousand, the Spa 1000, which is 1,000 kilometers. So figure that out. It's a long race. Yeah. Real long. And it's an old race. It's been around a long time. I had no idea it was this weekend. And evidently, some of the Cadillac uh, people that he works with in Charlotte at, at Whalen Engineering went over there, and are helping out a Cadillac team because you know they're going to have, uh, I assume, multiple teams at Le Mans, and and in this, this is a European uh, road race circuit, and and Ferrari's involved in it, and Porsche, of course, I think, is in there, and it's uh, there's a lot of heavy hitters, and. Ringer Vandersandy, which we talk about on this show quite a bit, given some of the results and standings of the, the IMSA, was driving the Cadillac over there that some of the wheeling guys were working with. And uh, he had a heck of a wreck this morning running in the second place. And uh, Mike sent me a the video of it, and that, I showed it to Ronnie. That was a hard hit. He's lucky to be walking away. Absolutely.
2: We were talking about the roll cages then, Yeah, how good they are. Well, and, and listen, 1,000 kilometers is 621.3 miles.
1: Well, that's longer than the World 600. It is. Well, or the Coke 600 or whatever it is. Well, thank you for that, Ronnie. I knew it was, uh, I didn't know how to convert that in my head, and I'm glad you did it for me. I went
2: to Mr. Google.
1: <coughs> well, that's good of you. Thank you. You're our, our rolling researcher here. So, um, yeah, that was a, uh, hard hit that he took I I don't know uh, I I wouldn't have normally given the results of that race and I don't know if it's just started or just ending and it's in Belgium so I mean that's several hours ahead of us so it may be just about over or whatever I don't know but anyway it was lucky to uh, to not have a an injury or worse than that you know he got out and slammed the door Uh, if he'd have gone the other way There wasn't a door. (laughs) There was no side of the car. (laughs) But I guess there was too many things and mangled up in the way to to get out on that side. So anyway, we will uh we won't address that anymore, but we will get to all the results and point standings and talk about what's on television today. It looks like uh if you're in Spartanburg and you're not going to uh Spring fling. Spring fling. It'd be a good day to watch the Xfinity race at eleven at one thirty, I believe it is. I think so. Yep. And uh, the uh, Gamecocks got beat last night. What the heck's wrong with them? They beat Gamecocks baseball. Baseball. They sweep Florida, mm-hmm. and then they can't beat lowly Auburn. And uh, but they got two more chances. And uh, tomorrow's supposed to be very rainy out. They may even be playing a double doubleheader today or something, Duke. In, in anticipation of uh, bad weather tomorrow, but damn it, they uh, moved up to third in the country and were even second in a couple of polls. And say, you know, they got Auburn coming in, and they didn't have a midweek game this week, so they ought to be well rested. And they aren't entirely healthy, but they were, should be a little bit rested coming off a sweep of the number of the then number three team in the country. And daggum it, and it wasn't particularly close. It was like. One-to-one one for a while, and after that, Auburn just pulled away. I think it was three-to-one, and then that's as close as it was.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
1: got beat eight-to-three. So, anyway. And look,
2: uh, Clemson softball lost this week to Liberty University.
1: Well, they got they got a higher presence uh, <laughs> <laughs> sort of pushing them on. But, no, I thought you were going to say baseball because ba- the Clemson baseball team has been looking up here lately. They but have. They, they've been picking it up. They split with uh, – Boston College yesterday, Mm -hmm. which is I think they're ranked 11th, but you know, that was uh, uh, they had some tough sledding there early in the season, but now it looks like they got it together. They beat Georgia. Yeah. They split with Georgia two different games, so anyway there's baseball going on. There's pro basketball, which I'm not too crazy about, but I do pull for LeBron since he's an elder statesman like me (laughs) and you, so uh, he won last night, so I tell you what, let's take a break. We'll come back and see what Deb Williams thinks about. She's at I guarantee you, and I don't know this for sure. Four wide. She's at the I guarantee you, because she was at a press conference a little while ago. I'll bet you she's at the Four Wide in Charlotte because she loves drag racing. And um, we will go find out what she's up to and what she thought of Talladega and what she thinks about Dover coming up. So hang in there. We'll be right back after these first. Series of messages you're listening to. Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start
0: Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3
3: FM. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to
4: serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer, visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Baseball season is here.
0: 2-0, hammer, to deep left. Back goes Seidel. Watch it go! It's out of here!
3: And the Garnet and Black are ready.
0: Sleeping miss! Got it! High heat 93!
3: The pitch, and
0: it is hit. And hit well to left. Back on it goes post. He's going to watch it fly out of
3: here! Tune in all season long on your home for South Carolina baseball, the
5: Gamecock Sports Network from Learfield. The
6: BMW Charity Pro-Am presented by TD Cinex has been a staple of the Upstate community for more than two decades. The BMW Charity Pro-Am brings the Upstate a fun and entertaining week centered around professional athletes and world-renowned celebrities and raises money and awareness for South Carolina charities. Tournament week this year is June 5th through 11th and includes golf clinics, concerts, a sustainability luncheon at Bon Secours Wellness Arena, a ladies' luncheon and golf clinic at Carolina Country Club and Chapman Cultural Center, the BMW Charity Pro-Am June 8th through 11th at Carolina Country Club and the Thornblade Club.
7: While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new SuRay or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or spartanphotocenter.com. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts,
8: wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848.
0: Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb.
1: Good morning, Deb. How are you doing? Good morning, just fine, thank you. How about
9: yourself?
2: I'm doing great. And we've been taking bets of, among ourselves as to where
1: she might be today. Where are you, you Deb?
9: I'm at Z-Max Dragway for the NHRA. See, Ronnie says, oh,
1: Ronnie says, oh, she's out in the garden <laughs> picking flowers and edging the driveway and stuff like that." But uh,
9: now, no, I'd be more in the yard if I was at the house. <laughs>
1: Yeah, with all the rain, if you'd like my, I I was mowing mine yesterday, and the belt broke on my lawnmower. I don't know if it was because the grass was so high or not, but anyway, so you you love drag racing, don't you?
9: I I spoke, uh, definitely acquired a taste for it. Um, You know, growing up, my dad didn't like it. We went to one one time when I was a child, but after i started uh became i got to know uh steve johnson who races his pro stock motorcycle because when i worked for griggs publishing and we had racing for kids he did a lot of pr events for racing for kids and was always around the office and i think once it, you know someone and you follow it and you learn more about it and then i started covering it ever since the max dragway opened and i have definitely acquired a I love for it. The um, accessibility of the competitors and the easygoing atmosphere and all reminds me of NASCAR in the 1980s. So it's a lot easier to get interviews, one-on-one interviews. That's for sure.
1: You know, I've been to maybe one or two drag races in my entire life, and that was uh, um, when we had a drag strip here in Spartanburg. And and we had some big names come through here and everything, but uh, I can't imagine... Seeing those big fuelers and uh, and uh, four at a time. I mean, that's got to be in, incredible. I, did, I watched a little of it on television yesterday. Uh, I didn't actually know if it was live or or uh, a replay of something else, but it was the four wide, and it was. I was like, good grief! I mean, that's. I know it's loud, and it's it's that's just impressive as heck to run four at a time.
9: Well, it was interesting. There was one time, and I can't remember if it was Funny, funny Car or Top Fuel. And the four cars launched. And when they did, the table in the media center that my laptop was sitting on shook.
1: I mean, I'm not a bit surprised. I don't have
2: any doubt about that.
9: (laughs) Because uh, we're sitting right behind uh, where they launch. This is yeah. where we sit. We're At, in that tall building yeah. but right behind uh, the Christmas tree and the start line and where they launch.
1: And, and that's a great way to put it, launch. I mean, I, I have never used that term before because I don't talk that much about drag racing. But uh, launch mm-hmm. is right because uh, the, the, the couple of runs I watched yesterday, um, I know w- one of the guys didn't uh, – he had a problem and uh, he crossed – the I don't even know if he made it to the finish line. But the others, I, I mean, they were like a <laughs> – of way over 300 miles an hour
9: oh yeah matt hagan who drives tony stewart's funny car actually had a could have been much much more serious i mean it was serious but it could have been worse than what it was when he made his run and he went 332 and his parachute didn't open Oh
10: God!
9: and he went into the sand trap and the net that caught him, and it destroyed the nose of that car. They had to take the backup car out for his second qualifying session last night. Fortunately, Matt wasn't hurt, but uh, it it reminded me of a Wile E. Coyote cartoon because as soon as the um, funny car stopped in the sand trap, the two parachutes popped out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me of of Acme and, and uh, road Roadrunner that- and Wally
1: Coyote. Yep, that's right. That's funny. Uh, I mean, it's Ooh. funny that since nobody got hurt. But well, let's talk about the uh, the carnage that went on last week at Talladega. We uh, we'll talk a, a second at the uh, about the uh, Xfinity race where Jeremy Clements, our favorite here, had a a good top 10, maybe even close to a top 5 uh, in his back pocket and couldn't couldn't make it around the last turn without getting involved in one of the last wrecks and ended up 19th. And uh, Cars turning over, uh, was it, who did I say, Blaine Perkins flipped like 5 or 6 times down the back stretch and got out of the car but I think he went to the hospital for observation and Daniel Hemrick had a a, a crash where his car overturned but it was just uh i tell you what, that was a, another. Both races at Talladega were races for survivors, and uh, Jeb Burton won.
9: That's true. That's very true. And, um, you know, the that hard hit that Ron Priest and Kyle Larson had, I think that was a really stunning uh, situation to a lot of people because it actually broke open. Kyle Larson's door, and you could see part of the passenger door, and see the the foam that was in there, and part of the roll cage collapsed on the passenger side. Yeah, I was so that was car gonna, took both of those cars to the R and D center.
1: I was going to get to that when I got switched over to Cup here in a second, but since you've already since you brought it up, Ryan and I've already discussed it, and in fact, we discussed it texting uh, right after it happened last Sunday, and. I mean that's about as hard a hit as I've seen in a long, long time, and he uh, he just shot right back up the tr- the track and got hit in the passenger door and uh, at what had to be pretty close to top speed for a priest. I mean he was in a pack of cars and it's just amazing that that Larson could didn't hit anything on the way up there, uh, but he just got pulverized and the way that that uh, roll bar was twisted and bent at, at one in particular, there at a really, really sharp angle. You know, that that took a powerful blow, and I think it says a lot for the cars. And I, I knew, you, this is the first I've heard of it, but I knew they would take those cars to the R&D Center to check them out because a lot of things worked.
9: That's very true, and they actually invited the drivers uh, to come down there and meet with them and go over the cars, and Larson and Priest went on different days. But they did go down there, and I don't know what occurred in their meetings with NASCAR. But if you watch the in-car camera on Ryan Priest you see the impact of the hit. His helmet visor flies up. That was and that was stunning.
1: I mean, to to watch it, I, I had I've seen in-car cameras of people having crashes before, but that's I mean that was memorable. his eyes and the. It, It was just, uh, yeah, his visor flew up and everything, and you could see his eyes and his facial expression and everything. And that uh, that was just startling to see.
9: Yes, and he said the reason his visor flew up, he said he doesn't fasten his visor down. He leaves it open just a little bit at the bottom of his helmet, but he does not fasten it down. So it wasn't like he hit so hard that the latch failed or there was a problem with that. He just didn't have it latched down to begin with. Yeah. And he, he said, you know, he felt like his safety equipment and all worked well, but Kevin Harvick talked with him afterwards, and he told him, he said, look, you can never stop improving your safety equipment. He said, where you're sore you need to go look and say, okay, why am I sore and how can I fix this? So Kevin Harvick had a long discussion with Ryan Priest about that, and Ryan said he had never thought of it that way. And Riley Herbst said he wished they had the same in-car cameras in the Xfinity Series cars that they have in the Cup cars because he equated his hit to Daniel Hemrick's similar to the hit Priest did on Larson. Both were T-bone heads yeah. And he said that when Hemrick flipped, he said, he, didn't he have fruit on his, the hood of his car? He said, I remember seeing a strawberry and the next thing I knew I was waking up in the infield care center. Mm. And so he said that, you know, he would like to also see how the cars are constructed differently in Xfinity versus Cup, because he said his Xfinity car is ready for the shredder, mm-hmm. and, you know, they took Priest's car to the R&D center.
1: Maybe this is a dumb question, and, and, and maybe a better question for Jeremy, but, I mean, you're, you're right in the middle of all this stuff. Are they, do they, do they make any new Xfinity cars? Uh, I mean... It, oh, yes. Oh, because... Because I know yeah. the, the the all all of the Cup cars are new, uh, but the uh, Xfinity cars I didn't know if if I didn't know if maybe they were going to be a there was going to be a transition to something more like the next generation car for the Xfinity or if and they were just using what they had available or if they're actually building new Xfinity cars.
9: Well, they have um, composite bodies on the Xfinity right, cars. Right. Right. The Xfinity cars actually had composite bodies before the Cup cars did. Mm, Okay. So, um, you know, they're always looking. That's one thing about the R&D Center. They're always looking and and checking and you know, that's something they never had before the R&D Center came into existence. It was always up to the teams and the drivers to look and improve the safety in their cars and their equipment and all that. And and now you've got the person checking the G forces and all that. And actually, the um, David Green, who was the Bush Series champion, who's now the NASCAR safety official, is actually here at uh, Z-Max this weekend.
1: Boy, I tell you what, I remember David Green uh, when he drove that uh, Nestle's chocolate car, and he won. It seems like he won every week. I mean, you, it was. He was oh, a, a think,
9: great champ. I think that was his brother Jeff, wasn't
1: it? Jeff. Well, maybe it was. Yep,
9: yeah. that was, was Jeff when Jeff won his championship. Yeah. And the, and the reason I know that is because I still have the T-shirt that they gave out in the media center that I wear when I mow the yard. Well,
1: and <laughs> and the other reason you know it is because you're so much younger than me, and uh, you, <laughs> and your brain isn't rattled like mine. But let let me move to one other thing now. Uh, and you can stay on as long as you want. Talk all you want to because uh, we uh, we can let you run a little long if you need to. Um, uh, Bowman, Alex Bowman. Bowman the showman. Mm-hmm. Another uh, mm-hmm. example of, uh, you know, a little extracurricular activity there. Biting one of Hendrick's drivers in the butt. And he's going to be out, uh, what they say, three weeks? which uh, Three
9: to four weeks. Yeah, that,
1: that sounded a little uh, optimistic. Uh, considering it was a back injury, but I guess from uh, anything with the back i i just if you say you hurt your leg that 's one thing and and but when you hurt your back you 're talking about the spinal cord and all sorts of stuff there that could be involved, and that just sounds uh it always sounds scarier to me
9: yeah i, I agree with you um and i don 't know you know that was a compression fracture in a vertebrae that. Eric Amarola had several years ago, and uh, Eric was thinking that perhaps Alex was a little over-optimistic as well, but the interesting thing is that I think maybe a lot of people have overlooked, and that was that his sponsor in the Cup Series was also his sponsor on that car, that sprint car, so Ally Ally. has uh, been sponsoring him, yeah, it was on the sprint car too.
1: Well, um...
9: so you know, you get in all kinds of legal situations because I think people forget these drivers are independent contractors, and they have a contract with the team owner to drive the race car. They have a contract with sponsors. That's personal services contract. So they have all these different contracts. The only thing they have from NASCAR is a license that they buy to race in a NASCAR that allows them to race in a NASCAR event. And then when you get into the legalese, then you've got to remember that you've got right-to-work states. North Carolina is a right-to-work state. So there's just a lot of legal hoops, I guess you would say, that have to be looked at and considered and everything.
1: So, in other words, um, are you are you saying that maybe Hendrick, and I, not, it doesn't sound like he wants to, but are you saying that because of that, uh, he couldn't stop uh, Bowman or Larson or any of those guys? Uh, chase Well, Chase Elliott was, like, more recreational, uh,
9: absolutely well, recreational. Now he uses, well, no, no, no. Now, you got to remember that, that uh, Chase uses his snowboarding. Yeah, it's recreational, but he uses it for training purposes too because snowboarding will strengthen your legs and strengthen your core.
1: Well, it'll also so. break your legs. <laughs> but
9: well, I, you can do that. You can do that on a treadmill. You can do that on a bicycle. You know, if you're out riding a bicycle, a car hits you, you're screwed.
1: Yeah, but you know that that argument is kind of. I mean, I buy it. You're right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue about that. I, or, and this is an argument. This is a discussion. But you know, also, uh, it's like snowboarding is something you don't have to do. You got to take a bath and. Yeah, you might fall down in the bathtub, or you might get hit by a bus crossing the street. But well, you, don't you don't have, have to go, ride a bicycle. Well, well, I know, but you don't have to go snowboarding, and if you get hurt snowboarding, it kind of makes it look like, you know, you, you shouldn't have been doing it. It doesn't matter to me. I just know that a lot of times, uh, back in the past, uh, and your old boss, Roger Pinski, he was, and I won't, you know, I bring it up all the time about with well, Gary I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll,
9: I'll put it this way. And and I thought this was brought up quite well the other day in something I was listening to on Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, and that was with these drivers being independent contractors. And that's the key word. They're independent contractors. If you had that written into a contract, it would have to be agreeable to both parties. Right. Because... If they, if you've got a team owner that says, I don't want you doing that, and that driver, there's other teams out there, that driver can say, fine, then I'll go drive for somebody else. And they can do that, well, let me do it. Hmm. And there's that option. It's not like the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball and all, where you've got the players' unions and, and all the restrictor restrictions there and who can dictate what and all. NASCAR and racing is an entirely different world. It doesn't even relate to the stick and ball sports.
1: Yeah. Deb, let's take a break, uh, and uh, if you don't mind sticking around, we'll come back and talk. We haven't even mentioned our little, uh, our point standings or anything yet. If you can stick around, we'll come back and talk to you some more after the break. Are you you okay with that? Sure, that sounds good. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even going to put you on hold. I'm just going to turn your mic off and... Uh, Okay. I I don't know if you're able to hear the show while I'm doing that or not. But anyway, we didn't lose you. We'll be right back uh, after these uh, messages. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
11: Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. The Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com, plus their Facebook page. Apparently you can't hear either. What? Visit our website
0: at spartanburgsportsradio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg.
16: McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at mcdonalds.com slash made. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchises are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse, and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees.
10: I see the bad moon I see the trouble
9: on the way.
1: I and welcome back to Start Your Engines. You still with us, Deb? I'm
9: still here. Great.
1: Uh, I-, I love having you on the show when I can hear race cars in the background and I I guess they're <laughs> running up and down the strip every every few minutes there uh, uh
9: actually they only go one way they don't go up and down <laughs> well
1: either. they got to come back but they just don't make any noise right
9: well they don't come back up the strip they're towed around behind the grandstands
1: oh that's different it was different at spartanburg dragway back in the 60s <laughs> um deb we've already had uh everybody's picked so you're going to go last this week i'm sticking with uh For our point standings, I'm sticking with Suarez, who kind of almost had a decent finish there till the end. Ronnie is taking uh, Logano, and Lanny wants Larson. So uh, you can have anybody else.
9: Wait a minute. Who did you say Lanny took? Larson. Larson. Okay. A car launched, just as you said that. And they... Hold on. And they open the door. Every time they open the door, the car's launching comes in. Um... Okay, and you picked Suarez, You and uh, Larson's been picked, and Lagana's been picked.
10: Yes, Is that
9: ma'am. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna take Christopher Bell.
1: Christopher Bell. Okay, that's a good one. All right, uh, at our point standings, had a little movement last week. Uh, well, I touched my phone and it went away. Let me see here. Here we go. Uh, Deb's got 19 points. Larry's got Lanny's got 16. And I've got fourteen. Ronnie's got ten, and Greg's got one. Um, we want to mention to you. I don't know if you're aware of it. Greg's doing some uh, some sheet time right now, and we don't quite know when he'll be back. But we won't uh, send you our uh, or let you. We'll we'll give you we'll give him your best wishes. That's what I'm trying to say. Because Greg's having it pretty tough right now. Yeah, I
9: appreciate you letting me know. I did not know. And, um, you know, thoughts and prayers with Greg. I hope everything goes okay. And uh, like I said, I did not know. So I deeply appreciate you letting me know.
1: Well, I'm uh, we miss him. And I'm telling you the truth. I'm running out of people that I know in racing. Greg knows everybody. He's got this blue book that's full of phone numbers. And I'm pretty soon here going to have to start calling people uh, and say, I'd uh, introduce myself. I've talked to them, but they don't, you know, it's not like, If I call, they'll say who, and when Greg calls, I say, hey, Greg, how you doing, buddy? So the big Mm -hmm. difference between me trying to get a guest and, uh, oh, but my next guest, I'm curious to know if you're familiar with him. Um, Do you remember uh, Roger Mandeville?
9: Oh, yes. I covered uh, Roger and actually did a story on him back when I was managing editor of GT Motorsports in the mid-1980s.
1: Well, that was in his uh, wheelhouse, and Roger's our guest at 11 o'clock, and I... I don't know if there's a nicer guy on the planet. He's just a a great guy to talk to, and uh, and uh, we, for some reason, didn't have him on last year, but that'll never happen again. Roger's a a great guy, and he's always, uh, as far as I know, I only remember him racing out of Spartanburg, and he's still here building uh, racing sports cars. Oh, is
9: he? What division he racing in now?
1: Well, I'll ask him. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I know he's got a, a a guy that also races out of his shop named Mike Miller. And uh, they went down to Savannah to some sports car races last weekend. And uh, Mike won both of his races. So I'll have to find out what class it was. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, we talk to Mike Hill all the time with the IMSA, uh cars, the Cadillacs. And uh, and I know mm-hmm. a little bit more about that. But, you know, this SCCA uh they have so many different classes. I couldn't begin to tell you. I saw the car.
9: Oh, okay. So he's racing in the SCCA now. He's not racing in IMSA.
1: I don't think he's racing in IMSA. I would. I I looked it up, and I believe that was SCCA in Savannah. But we'll find that out. Um, but yeah, well, I'm. You know, Roger's a great guy. and I'm glad you know him. We. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Deb. Uh, Deb, I
2: heard you met the boss a couple weeks ago. Ryan Delaney.
9: Yeah, so we met in Martinsville. I uh, really enjoyed meeting him and and talking with him. It was a delightful conversation.
1: Yeah, he owns this place and he uh That's what he said. <laughs> that's right. He's right. Yep, and uh <laughs> I think he's a uh, I think he's known to to stretch the truth a little bit because I've heard him say that this was his favorite show. So, uh he's got a lot of them on this station, but we we like uh We'll claim him. Yeah, I mean, he does a lot for uh, racing here. I can tell you what, he pumps a whole bunch of money into uh, Jeremy Clements's operation. And a couple of times a year, you know, we're the main sponsor on that car. I don't know if we're going to be at Darlington again this year, but uh, I, I mean, as the main sponsor. But we're on it every week. And Ryan does a great job of promoting, uh, uh, you know, Spartanburg as a, as a city with his businesses and, uh, and racing in particular with uh well, jeremy Clemens, great. yeah
9: well i hope i get to talk with him again sometime we it was a hurried conversation but i enjoyed
2: it. sounds like somebody opened the door
1: again <laughs> <laughs> well, well
9: you said anything right then i have no <laughs> idea what
1: you said Ronnie right, said somebody opened the door again um
9: that's exactly correct um <laughs> uh,
1: well, speaking of here, the race cars go by, I guess uh, week after next we will be in Darlington, and I know I interviewed Ryan and uh, Jeremy Clements at the at the same time last year down there, and was so fortunate to get to sit across from you for a, uh, about twenty or thirty minutes there, and so I'm I'm looking forward to Darlington and and seeing you and and being actually in the atmosphere of uh of the Speedway again.
9: Yeah, I look forward to it as well. I just hope that the, it doesn't conflict with the media availabilities like it did last year.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's right outside. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. we're in those little tiny rooms back there. You know, Ryan,
9: uh-huh.
1: Ryan was also telling me that uh, he met Claire B. Lang. That, that's her name, right? Deb?
9: Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, a car went down the strip.
1: Oh, uh, okay, uh... He met Claire B. Lang there too, and was uh, I think he was uh, asking uh, if we wanted to have her on the show, and I said, "Well, yeah, I guess so. I think I was on her show one time after, uh, after one of the books I wrote, but she's uh I know you were telling me, uh, I, or I remember when we were at Darlington, I think I saw her name on one of the doors of those little tiny studios, so she must have mm-hmm. a, she must have her own down there or something.
9: Well, she has her show that she has to do on Sirius Victim Satellite Radio, NASCAR channel.
10: Oh, okay. And
9: uh, so that's, she is the serious person that, that's there that's producing and everything. So that's the reason she has a room there.
1: I got you. Deb, i uh, have got a few minutes left here before the top of the hour break. Uh, anything else you want to add that I've, I've
9: missed? Well, I was just going to say, you know, today... Is a great day to come to see Max because the fog still hasn't burned off. It's it's still kind of overcast, but uh, you've got a full slate today, and there's not supposed to be any rain in sight. So uh, today is the day to come if you want to come see some good drag racing.
1: Four at a time too. That's uh, I'd like to see that well, myself. Well,
9: that's that's for the pro classes, but the sportsman classes are still the traditional way. Oh, is that the right? Only four. Yeah, the only four wide is for Top Fuel, Funny Car, Pro Stock, and Pro Stock Motorcycle, and that's another thing too. We've actually got Pro Stock here this year, and we didn't have Pro Stock last year at the Four Wide. We only had them in the fall, so it's wonderful to have the Pro Stock back here this time.
2: Well, let me ask you this. Uh, What do the pro-stock drivers think about going four-wide? Do they like it or tolerate it?
9: Well, one thing that they said, they've gotten used to it, but what they really, I've heard, they like the fact that they've got four-wide back-to-back because the last race they were at, or the last event, was Las Vegas, and it was four-wide. So they're already in that rhythm when they get here, they like that better than having a four-wide traditional and then another four-wide. So uh, they like the fact that they can have their four-wides back-to-back.
1: Are those the only two places they run four-wide?
9: Yes, and until they instituted it at Las Vegas, the only place they ran four-wide was z
1: Right, and that's all, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, I know you will, but wasn't that the, the brainchild of uh, Bruton Smith? Yes, it was okay and he i
9: I've, I've also heard, and I'm not that familiar with it, but I've also heard that maybe there were some four wives back in the nineteen sixties
1: hmm, I never heard of it before uh whenever they started it here at zmax so uh all right well, Dad, yeah, how can we uh how can we read your uh how can we read your writings and uh and and hear you or I know they can hear you here, but uh, how can you? <laughs> how, how can we read your uh, your uh, your pieces?
9: Go to autoweek.com. It's the uh, the website that out that grew out of the magazine that everyone's familiar with. It's been around for so long, Auto Week, and uh, you can get all your automotive news there, both production and racing.
1: Great, great. Look forward to seeing you. Uh, Kansas is next week, and then we got Darlington, and i uh, looking forward to seeing you down there. Yeah,
9: and then we got the All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro.
1: Yep. And, and then
9: Charlotte.
1: Uh, yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Deb, for coming on. We love having you on the show. And uh, who is she, Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. See, we'll let you hear it today.
9: I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, uh, Def,
1: well, uh, we mean it. We do. And you take it easy, Deb, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good, everyone. Have a good weekend, and, Greg, I hope you're feeling better soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Deb Williams, and uh, we know who she is because she just said it. Um, Yeah, that was uh, great to hear the cars going by in the background. (laughs) It it
2: was for us, but I'm not sure it was so great for her because she was hearing the
1: noise that we were only getting a taste of. Yeah. Well, i tell you what. she's uh, Deb uh, has a taste for anything that goes fast. So uh, she's been a drag racing fan for a long time, and
10: mm.
1: we just don't... We'd made an attempt to cover it one time, and it didn't quite work out, but uh, we will let her and we will let uh, Ernie Smith tell us about the, the... In fact, we need to talk to Ernie and, and find out about how he did up there at Shadyside a couple of weeks ago and uh, with the uh, the Southern... Southeast Gassers, I guess it's called, the the old uh, vintage r- dragsters. So we're coming up on the top of the hour, looking forward to talking to Roger Mandeville and Mike Miller. Roger, uh, I mean, uh, Deb knows everybody. She uh, did an article on Roger back 40 years ago. So uh, we'll have to see if Roger remembers that. He's uh, He's just a pleasure to talk to, and we'll have him on in a few minutes. We will have uh, a little bit of racing today on the television, not a whole heck of a lot. We've got, uh, I'll go over it cause we've got a couple of our, minutes Our premier here. event
2: for us is the Xfinity at
1: 1.30. Xfinity at 1.30. Cup is practicing, and they're starting in just a few minutes at, uh, at Dover from 11 to 12.30. From 12 to 1 on uh, Peacock will be the Indy cars at Barber. And that's a beautiful track. If you're not familiar with that track outside of Birmingham, the Barber Motorsports Park, I love that track. It's uh, on the uh, rolling hills, and it's, a of course, a special-built speedway. It's not any kind of street circuit or anything like that. It's just a beautiful... They've got a museum down there that would... Uh, I mean, it's different from the one at Talladega. This one, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is mostly for motorcycles. And uh, they usually show some of it and talk about it. Yes, and then the Xfinity race, pre race is at twelve thirty and the race itself is at 1.30 And uh then at three o'clock on Peacock is IndyCar qualifying. So that's what you got to look forward to today and we um probably will have to watch some of that later if I go to uh we meaning me, if I go to uh Spring Fling. Spring fling. I don't know if I I may have to record it. So as you did last week, always preface your text with me asking me if I'm watching. Watching live. <laughs> I, I used to get people calling me up, and they didn't know I was, wasn't watching it. I was taping it for later or recording it, and they'd say, did you see that? Or, you know, no, I didn't, and don't tell me about it until uh, later. Well, I, always
2: at home, if I'm watching a game or a race on tape delay, I won't answer calls from my friend Daredevil.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Daredevil, uh, feel free to call into our show. We don't get many callers, but we'd be glad to talk to you. But well, we're going to take a break, come back after the top of the hour, and talk to Roger Mandeville.
0: Visit our website at com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG WSBG Spartanburg. Oh, yeah.
17: And here's what you need to know. On Friday night, the Los Angeles Lakers eliminated the Memphis Grizzlies by 40 points, defeating them 125-85. to To take the series four games to two, D'Angelo Russell scored 31. The Grizzlies shot 30% from the field. In the West Semis, the Lakers will face either the Sacramento Kings or Golden State Warriors, who are headed to a Game 7 after the Kings' 118-99 victory at Golden State in Game 6 by 28 from Malik Monk. De'Aaron Fox had 26 points and 11 assists, Game 7 on Sunday at Sacramento. In Round 2 of the NFL Draft, the Titans drafted Kentucky quarterback Will Levis, 33rd overall, while in the third round, the Detroit Lions selected Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker at number 68 overall. In the Stanley Cup playoffs on Friday night, the Colorado Avalanche won at Seattle 4-1, forcing a Game 7 on Sunday in Denver. I'm Isaac Lowengron.
12: You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Jannie Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trend help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
3: Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck, or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555, and in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers, with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today
15: at thecarolinalawgroup.com. The Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. One-one pitch, there's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs,
6: Ozuna and Riley. Listen to Atlanta Braves baseball all season long right here on Fox Sports, Spartanburg 98.3 FM. The Braves are looking for their sixth consecutive NL Eastern Division crown, and you can hear that chase right here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. Fox Sports, Spartanburg 98.3 FM.
18: Gentlemen, start your red
0: guns. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines Here is your race team for today Show producer Ronnie Black Author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore And here is your host for Start Your Engines Racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood
1: And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, and it's my pleasure to welcome one of the nicest guys uh, that I've ever met and a pleasure to have on the show, Roger Mandeville. Good morning, Roger.
19: Good morning, Perry.
1: How you doing this morning?
19: So far, so good. All right. <laughs> just doing just fine.
1: Well, great. You know, last night I was doing a little research. Um, I guess you could call it research. It was... Uh, pretty late at night anyway but i was i got on youtube and i started pulling up um, i put your name in the the search box on youtube and uh i got quite a few videos popped up with uh you winning races or or and winning your class or whatever and uh, i know one of them was at road america about 1984 and uh you uh you you kind of were the flag bearer for mazda there what why why did you uh any particular reason you went with Mazda? Cause I remember, uh, I, I remember that I just didn't see that many of them on the street, and and I didn't even recognize them. And, and then I and then, as far as I'm concerned, you made them famous.
18: Well,
19: there's a, it's kind of a long story, so we've got time to go through that. But I had a a doctor friend in Raleigh, North Carolina, that was Dutch, and he knew Mazda in Europe was racing. Uh, So uh, being around him more or less uh, every second weekend, uh, he had bought an RX2 and decided that he was going to race it, and I helped him put it together. And uh, he raced it a few times, and then being a doctor, he got too busy and he couldn't go racing anymore. And uh, he and I swapped cars. I had a streetcar that he wanted for his daughter. And he had a race car I wanted for myself, and that's how I got the Mazda, and that was the first part of it. The other part that's kind of important is that I was racing that Mazda when Mazda corporates decided in America that they were gonna go racing, so they came to the people that were active with their car, and that's how I got in touch and got to work with Mazda.
1: Well, uh, it was a great association, I can tell you that. Now, you won the championship for uh and I may not have them all here, but you won the championship uh in Emsa in 84 and 85. It says here the the in 84 it was a Camel GTO and in 80 I'm sorry, in 83 it was uh, a yeah. IMSA GTU. What what's the difference between GTU and GTO? Engine displacement. Okay. Uh.
19: The GTU was the, what we Mazda people refer to as the 12A engine, which was smaller by about 10 millimeter in width per rotor than the 13B, which is what we ran in GTO.
10: And well, they, go ahead. They're
19: very similar engines, just a slight amount of displacement,
1: different. Well, see, I'm going to show my ignorance here, and I wish Greg Moore was on the show because... Maybe he could straighten (laughs) me out. But, uh, I mean, what... I I, I can visualize measuring the displacement of a piston engine car, but how do you do that with a rotary engine?
19: Well, it's the same type of math, except that it just doesn't go up and down the same way. The crankshaft, in fact, has a stroke like the piston engine, but it's only three-quarters of an inch. So the rotor inside the engine turns at one-third the speed of the crankshaft. So you measure the rotation on the crank one turn, and then see how much displacement you get out of the rotor, which is a rotor, a face that is long and narrow. It's not easy to calculate, but it is calculated very much the same way as a piston engine.
1: When I think of the rotary engine, I, the, the name Wankel comes to my mind. Is that the guy that invented it?
19: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not too sure that he invented it, but he he certainly built them. There were some German cars. NSU had a uh, Wankel, and Mazda bought the patents from Wankel, and they their claim to fame is they made it work. Uh, the German versions were not very reliable, and they had steel problems. But, but the
1: Japanese uh, made it work. Well, now let me it's, ask you a really dumb question. Do they still make Mazdas? Oh, yeah, yeah they make Mazdas. <laughs> okay. Right
19: now, right now they don't make a rotary engine.
1: Well, that was my next uh, question.
19: But, but, but it, last week or two weeks ago they came out on the news that they were going to use the Rotary engine as the backup engine to an electric vehicle. Uh, it's a one rotor engine that I'm not very familiar with, but because it's still not been sold, but it, it rotary does very well at constant speed. It can be made very economical at that speed. And if you're going to use it as a generator in a car, that that is a a, 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 a nice criteria, you know. Huh.
1: Well, I, I I knew that, I knew that I should probably know if they still made Mazdas or not, and I I just I haven't heard anything about rotary engines lately, so I guess I didn't think they still made them, or I I wasn't sure, but anyway, I should have researched that before I. They're not, they're not in production,
19: but they do make Mazdas. Okay. A lot of on the road, yes. Yeah. Okay. But they're all fixed
2: in. Well, with the rotary engine, if they were to have one, would NASCAR allow that? to be in any of the NASCAR cars? You know, that, that that's a damn good question.
10: <laughs>
19: <laughs> I don't think that they could produce a rotary engine that would be, I don't know, it, it, it'd be very difficult to get the kind of horsepower that you get out of a V8 in NASCAR. Uh, you know, Mazda made some, Three loaders that we raced, and then we made, we made they made some four loaders that were very successful. They won Lamar with it, but those were 650 horsepower engines, and I, other than a turbo or some form of supercharging, I can't imagine those engines making 850 or more, like NASCAR engines are now.
1: Which brings another question up to my uh, that I, I've always wondered about because we would uh we would be out there at the Peach Blossom when I I guess that's the first place I ever met you when I would meet Bud Moore out there for lunch but it would be you and, and Cotton Owens would be there with his wife and you were there with your wife Nancy and uh, and, and a couple of maybe short trackers but did you ever think about stock car dr- racing? Not really frankly
10: when
1: I, <laughs> I started road racing
19: when I was in my late teens and uh the, the, the start. I went to the dirt track that we had in town where I live, but I never considered racing it. I just that was a sports car guy, and I just started with well in Canada with uh, the the local. I think T A S T is what it is now. Uh, but uh, no, never never did start. Cause I drove on a dirt track one time for a special event. Didn't do particularly well because oh. I didn't know the car. Uh, I enjoyed it. Was was that the race at the fairgrounds? Well, that's one of them That's later. I raced in Canada too one time. But at the fairgrounds...
1: I remember uh, that.
19: Yeah, but, you know, there were some very nice people that let us borrow their cars and the one that I had had a little problem and they're not competitive. Now, I drove Cotton Owen's little cars around the track that we built here or renovated. Now, those Drove well,
1: and those were really meant to go fast around their track. Do you know uh, Chuck Piazza?
19: Yes, very well. Talked uh, to
1: him yesterday. Okay. Well, no, I, I never had realized that Chuck did a lot of uh, sports car racing too, or, or maybe not sports car racing as much as road road course racing. Uh, well, road,
19: road, road course, he he, he drove uh, well a couple of things. He, he drove a Porsche for a while in vintage, in and then he drove a stock car, a vintage stock car, uh, recently. But, yeah, uh, very good driver on the oval track.
1: Yeah, because he was out there at the, the race at the fairgrounds when they were trying to raise yeah. money for the museum.
10: Yeah.
1: And uh, put Pearson in the wall to win it. That's what I remember about it. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Roger uh, who you got there with you I, I know uh, when I first came out to your shop a couple of weeks ago to, to get you to do the show I met Mike Miller and Mike was on the show with with us last time you were on And uh, Mike you still there yeah I'm still here well you're uh, from what I understand you went when I talked to you last and you opened the door to your hauler or your trailer and let me look at your car um, you were going down to Savannah to race and I uh, that turned out pretty well, didn't it?
18: Yes, it did. Uh, we were able to qualify on the pole for both races, and we ended up winning both races.
1: Wow. Yeah. Now, Now, exactly what class, what do you drive? Because I couldn't really tell what it was, and I don't think I asked you, because it was, I mean, I didn't go all the way in. I was just peeking in the door, and there were some other things in the way. But what kind of car did you race, and uh, and what what class is that? What What's the sanctioning body, too?
18: Okay. Well, first off, uh the kind of car that I drive is a 1966 Austin Healey Sprite. Wow. It's a it's a, it's a small road racing car, uh British built, and uh, I raced it in the H production classification of the Sports Car Club of America.
1: Well, and that's what I uh, we had a uh, nationally known reporter uh Deb Williams on before you she's a regular on our show and uh and she was telling me about writing an article about Roger back in the 80s but uh I was wondering if it was MSA or uh, SCCA and uh and I guessed it would be SCCA
18: yes it's the Sports Car Club of America and I race in the Southeast division in the Southeast conference and we have uh about uh Probably about eight different divisions around the country uh, where uh, sports car racing occurs on tracks from East Coast to West Coast, from Canada to uh, the Caribbean.
1: Wow. Now, um, see, I, this is one thing I love about, um, about our show, is that I don't think a lot of people are aware of all the different types of racing that go on here in Spartanburg. Or, or the cars that are coming out of Spartanburg because uh I mean everybody knows about Jeremy Clements with Xfinity and and uh and we introduced him to some drag racers that we have on the show every once in a while. But the and and the Greer drag strip. But um sports car racing, you know, I, I was really a couple of years ago when I first uh went out went out to y'all shop, uh I was uh, I was stunned to see, you know, what a, a big deal it is and it's it's going on you know, every day right here in Spartanburg and it just, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I, it doesn't get nearly enough publicity. I mean, that's great to go down there and and bring back the hardware.
18: There are sports car racers all over Spartanburg.
10: That's great.
18: Uh, you know, there's a couple guys in uh, Spartanburg live over in the Moore area that uh, uh, race Formula Vs. Uh, there's a fellow that uh, races the uh, uh, Spec Racer Fords in the Sports Car Club of America, and we've got uh, Rollin Butler over in uh, Greenville, who's a Formula V and Formula Ford engine builder, and he races uh, Formula Fords as
1: well. Still,
18: and we're we're all over the place in well, this area.
1: Well, that's great. Now you just uh, you just raced at Savannah. When's your next race, and where is it?
18: Well. Uh, I have qualified uh, for the Sports Car Club of America National Championship. Wow! Which which will be held in uh, September, late September, at, at the Virginia International Raceway
1: in uh, Milton, Virginia. Right. I've never been there, but I've heard of it for years
18: and uh, I'll be racing up there but uh, I'm in the process of putting together a new car that I can take up there to race. I've been racing a good friend of mine car for about the past year or so and managed to do very well with it and get it to where it's working well and uh, we're looking forward to going to our going to the national championship race there at VIR and hopefully we'll be able to get the new car ready and get it uh, on the track uh, before we head up to the championship race.
1: Now, where, where? Uh, I mean, when is that? How how much time do you have?
18: Uh, the championship race will be the probably the last week in September. I'd have to look up the actual
1: okay. dates,
18: but I want to say it's usually you know right around the, the last week of September to the first week of October. It'll be. In that
1: time period. Okay, it's a nice time to be up in Virginia too. Yes, as long as it doesn't
18: rain with a hurricane coming through. or snow or snow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it sounds like y'all've run into some snow, or uh, the way you say that, Roger. Let me. Yes. Ask, Roger, let me ask you now. You uh, and I know both of you probably raced all over the country. I can I can tell from what Mike was just saying. But Roger, did you have a... because I just watched your race last night with. Uh, You were teamed with Amos Johnson. Was he like your, uh, um, and I remember that combination. Were were y'all like, uh, uh, I know you were a team that day, but was he your normal co-driver?
19: Well, Amos and I drove together in many of the, because you know, Amos oftentimes at what you would refer to as an endurance race. there would be a six-hour race, and it took two drivers. So Amos, Amos Johnson is the guy that introduced me to IMSA okay. I had never heard of IMSA I was running the sports car club of America and he said hey you need to come run with IMSA because he says if you finish it give you back the entropy at least <laughs> so I thought that was wonderful so we uh, over the years I've known Amos for a long time and uh, when I needed a co-driver he often did, did uh,
1: drive with me you know, for some reason, and uh, m- my mind is is uh, associating Amos Johnson with American Motors. Is that am I off base, or did he drive a like a Javelin or something at one time, or a Hornet or something? No, you're
19: you're, you're not off base. It's true. He when we ran Mazda, he ran the AMC. He he had Pacers. He had Gremlin right. And uh, you know, in spite of the great today reputation of the
1: amc cars he managed to do very well with them yeah well so did roger penske and bobby allison <laughs> as far as i'm that's concerned true. yeah <laughs>
19: that's true
1: <clears throat> well so um that's uh we're talking to roger mandeville and mike lewis uh roger and I'm, i think i probably asked you this before but i mean I, I can tell by your accent, you probably weren't born in Spartanburg. Where, where did you where are you from, and what got you down here? and we're so lucky whatever it is, it, it worked, and you stayed?
19: Well, I, I was born and raised 30 miles east of Montreal.
1: Oh in wow. Canada. Okay,
19: but it's right on the border. And I came to the Carolinas because I came in to take the school.
1: Oh, yep, that rings the bell. I remember you saying that one time.
19: <laughs> and then uh, I liked the area because I, I happen to think that the, this area is one of the best places in the world to live, and I've been around a lot.
1: Uh, so, so I came
19: back here and never left.
1: Well, so why Spartanburg instead of Raleigh?
19: Oh, well, I, I came, when I first came to work in the United States, once I got... Uh, admitted in the United States as a legal worker, I came to Marion, South Carolina, because uh, Rockwell had a plant there. And then I transferred to Spartanburg because Rockwell had a plant here. Okay. And uh, then my racing encroached with my work, and I quit working.
1: (laughs) And you you played for a living.
19: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Man, that's what... that would be anybody's dream. I mean, I, that's what I told my kids. I said, I, don't be like your father and be a bank investigator. Find something you want to do and do it. And I, I've told Greg Moore, if i told him once, I've told him a thousand times the worst mistake. Because Bud Moore was real good friends with my father and Miss Moore, Betty, with, with my mother. And the worst mistake I ever made, one of two, was um, that I didn't go down there and knock on Bud's door and say, you know, just give me a broom and tell me what to do, because i, I that's, that's all I've ever thought about. I don't know why I went to college to be a journalist, and and it took me 45 years to get a radio show. So, uh... <laughs> but, but here I am, and, uh, and I just, you know, there were so many opportunities in Spartanburg. If you wanted to be in racing and you couldn't do it from Spartanburg, you're an idiot or something. I don't know.
19: You know... <sighs> I always thought, you know, for most people, that what we did and enjoyed so much was just two hours that a job that meant you worked two hours on the weekend driving the race car. But they forgot that we we worked ninety hours during the week to get that race car ready to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, so you're. Uh, I asked you when the championship was uh, is, but when's your next race? I mean, you don't you race again before September? I hope.
18: Well, I'm hoping to with the new car. (laughs) I've pretty much uh, finished up my racing for the rest of the year until I get that new car built.
1: Okay. Does Roger help you, or do you say, Roger, go over there and read the paper and let me do this?
19: (laughs) I I just (laughs) created (laughs) that. No, 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 no. no.
1: Does Roger come over and grade your work, or what?
18: I, I talk to Roger a lot because he's got so many years of experience building his own cars, building cars, uh, you know, to, to race professionally that I talk over ideas that I come up with and, uh, you know, ask them about things and particularly, uh, uh, about, you know, suspension and driving and car handling and, and, and to get real life, uh, feedback from actually being on a lot of the same track that, uh, uh, he was on, I'm on, and he, he used to race a uh, Triumph Spitfire. Uh, this, uh, and they're very similar in size and handling and characteristics to, uh, the car I race that, uh, I bounce, uh, you know, ideas and situations and, and stuff off of him. And, uh, we talk through and then I go try to do it.
1: Mike, what's your favorite track?
18: Robling Road, down in Savannah.
1: Well, you would say that. I guess you just won a couple of races there.
18: I've been fortunate enough to win quite a few, but I just like the way the track drives, the way it flows. It's a, It's a momentum racing track. It doesn't have a lot of stop-and-go-and-point-and-shoot kind of corners. Uh, and so you you have the ability to get into a rhythm of driving, and that's I think that's what I like is getting into a rhythm where you know it's almost like your your body knows what to do
1: mm-hmm. uh,
18: on the track without you even having to think about it.
1: You know, I I, I love the history of the sport, uh, all phases of it. I love Indianapolis more than any, I guess, but. I've, I got a book and I read it two or three times now a big thick book at that on the like the history of the Vanderbilt Cup and uh of course savannah played a big role in that you know and we're talking way back you know like a hundred and literally a hundred and almost 120 years ago savannah was holding road races and uh and it's fascinating to read that stuff yeah yeah roger made a comment that you know
18: rollingland road and driving down there is very much like dancing, <laughs> you tend to dance the car around the track. You know, it's your partner, and you're dancing it around the track.
1: Yeah, and and you hope she doesn't step on your toes.
18: That's true,
1: Roger. I've had
18: that five
1: or six. <laughs> I but. bet you have, uh, Roger. What was your favorite track?
19: Oh boy, I like. Daytona
1: and Sebring. You won Sebring three times, right?
19: Yes, I like Sebring.
1: Yeah, you know, even we. Had, though, I'm sorry, go ahead.
19: It's rough, yeah, it's rough as a Dickinson. Still rough, but. Uh, very bumpy
1: racetrack, but it's a, it's a big challenge. Well, it's an old airbase. Uh, we have Mike Hill. He's probably listening right now, but he's, you know, with the Wheel and Cadillac team uh, in Emsa mm-hmm. right now. He's the shop foreman for that. For uh, the car driven by Pipo Durani and and uh, mm-hmm. Jack A. Anyway, you know, they won Sebring a couple of weeks ago when the first three guys took themselves out. They were having a good race, or they wouldn't have won it, but they were in fourth place. And uh, the Penske and uh, Ganassi and uh, those other cars uh, crashed uh, with, I think, 13 minutes to go in a 12 hour race. So, uh, yeah, Sebring's uh, another one that I. I Need to know more about the history of, because I, I love the traditional big-time races that we have in this country, for any any uh, discipline of the sport. Mm-hmm.
19: We had, uh, you know, the, they weren't going to win if the race had concluded like it was going, but sometimes luck is better than skill. <laughs> you take a little luck sometimes, and it's... It works out just
1: fine. Well, I mean, if you win a race, you win a race. And I hear people talk That's about, exactly. you know, when it starts, we have Johnny Rutherford on it. And I think he won the shortest Indianapolis 500. Uh, <laughs> uh, just it barely made it over halfway. In fact, I was there. I think that was in 76. And, uh, you know, uh, and he says, you know, it, to me, it's just like any of them. He said, I don't think of it being a shorter race. I mean, it, I, it was the Indianapolis 500, and somebody had to win it, and I was leading when it rained. So I'm the winner. That's right. That's all right. Yeah. Well look, I gave you guys an extra ten minutes <laughs> and uh not gonna charge you for it. So uh I really, really appreciate you coming on. I, Roger, uh, and Mike, I, I'd love to hear your stories. We're gonna have you on again if you'll if you'll come on with us and uh and since you're still out there doing it, Mike, best of luck to you uh and we'll I'd like to check with you later on in the season to see how you made out. We're uh, we're on through November. Very good, very good. Drop on by any time. You know where I live. I, well, I know where you work. I don't know, know where you live, but uh, <laughs> it's you same. probably... It's but, the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> Roger, thank you so much for coming on, and, and uh, you're one of the nicest guys I know, and I appreciate everything you've ever uh, done for me. When I did that thing in 2012 on the history of uh, auto racing at in Spartanburg down at the Chapman Cultural Center, Roger gave me... Trophies from, I think, I don't, was it Daytona? I mean, you gave me trophies and uniforms and all sorts of stuff. And uh, you just right off the bat have been a good good friend of mine, and I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Well, see you, fellas, and thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you, Barry. All right. I'll see you. Bye-bye.
2: Well, they just opened our eyes to a whole side of Spartanburg Racing, we really didn't
1: cover you know, and it's right out there. you could throw a i won 't be that trite, you couldn't throw a blanket over it, but you know they're not too far they're right up here here in circle yeah, uh under you go through that narrow underpass, right, and it's on the right there where they're they tore down the bridge there on the on the yeah five, eight,
10: 585
1: or one eighty five whatever it is, but uh, they're right there, and then Clements is right up the road, mm-hmm. you know, so that's uh, like the heart of our racing you know in one little area there
2: just a... Up, skipping a jump, and a skipping a jump.
1: There you go. All right. Well, I did give him an extra 10 minutes, so let's take a break and we'll come back. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3
4: FB. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month
20: on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $1.99 a month or hit the road in a new Nissan Road. Lease for only 2.99 dollars a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com.
5: Baseball season is here.
0: 2-0, hammer, to deep left. Back goes Saito. Watch it go! It's out of here!
2: And the and Black are ready.
0: Sleeping and miss! Got it! High heat 93. The pitch, it is hit. And hit well to left. Back on it goes post. He's going to watch it fly out of
3: here! Tune in all season long on your home for South Carolina baseball, the Gamecock Sports Network from Learfield.
8: Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848
1: and welcome back to the next segment of start your engines when i will actually do some results and some points and things like that just uh, sitting here Basking in the glow of a great interview with uh roger mandeville and mike miller they're uh they're great interviews and just good to know that we got a lot going on here in spartanburg still with uh all the sports car racing which it sounds like there's a whole lot more than i know about but anyway let's talk about xfinity we talked about it just a little bit earlier just a crash fest that uh Jeb Burton ended up winning, and that was the Ag Pro 300 last Saturday at Talladega. And we we knew it was going to be a a crash-filled afternoon, but as it always is, I mean, it doesn't take, of course, the ball to figure that one out at Talladega. But they uh, they went out of their way and tore up a lot of cars. As I said, Jeremy had a really really good finish in hand. I mean, he'd already dodged so many other things, cars crashing all around him. He gets through more crashes, I guess because I'm pulling for him and watching him so hard that uh, he just seems to, it's not all luck. Some of it has to be, but uh, he just is real good about avoiding this stuff, and he did it again until, it reminded me of Darlington, and I mentioned this to him um, when I texted him Sunday after the race. But you know what, Darlington, he had a real good finish last year in that Bud Moore car until the last turn of the race. Mm-hmm. and he got wrecked and ended up getting having a lousy finish when he would have had a close to a top five. And that's what happened to him at Talladega. So uh, let's recap it here, the rundown anyway. Jeb Burton was the winner. Sheldon Creed was second. Parker Klingerman third. Cole Custer fourth. Brennan Poole fifth. Sixth was uh, Cesar Baccarella. Seventh, Parker Retzlaff, who led some laps and um, started up front. Eighth was Gray Galding. Ninth was Joey Gaze, and tenth was Josh Williams. A um, couple of grinding crashes, as I said. Uh, both the drivers were okay. The first one was Blaine Perkins in that zero two Ollie's bargain outlet car that flipped about five or six times down the backstretch. Lucky he got out of that one. Um, but the cars are so well built. I don't know if it's luck or not. I mean, you could get you could get hurt for sure in a crash like that, but. And, the way and the, in that wreck,
2: he somersaulted, yeah, end over end twice, and then barrel rolled at least eight more times.
1: Yeah, that car was coming apart every every seam of it, but nothing flew into uh, the infield or the or the over the fence, and everything was contained. Blaine Perkins, I think, spent the night in the hospital, and he's okay. Jeremy went from a sure top ten to nineteenth uh, there to finish. He's like the first car that. The race actually was a 120-lap race. It went 121, but Jeremy only did 120 because he crashed and didn't skid across the finish line, and uh, so um, he finished the lap behind. Tough break for Jeremy. We'll be pulling for him hard at 1.30 this afternoon at Dover. The point standings as of right now. Uh, Austin Hill is leading the standings. He's won three races. He's first. John Hunter Nemechek is second. Chandler Smith is third, Sammy Smith is fourth, and Jeb Burton is fifth. All those guys have won a race. The next, uh, the next seven have not, and this is in order of their points. Riley Herbst is sixth. Josh Berry, who's going to go drive for uh, Alex Bowman, he's uh, like the designated driver when you get Herd Hendrick in a Cup car. They they call him Josh Berry, and he did finish second at Martinsville, so he's he's getting the hang of it. Uh, so he's 7th. 8th is Justin Allgaier. ninth Cole Custer. 10th, Sheldon Creed. 11th, eleventh, eleventh, Daniel Hemrick. And 12th, Parker Klingerman. You have to look all the way down to 20th to find Jeremy Clements. And uh, the hole's getting deeper. He's 109 points out of the playoffs, meaning 109 points behind Parker Klingerman. And uh, we just have to, we need some better finishes. He knows that. He didn't need me to tell him, but it may be another situation like last year where just win a race and get in, and the points be danged. Uh, before I forget about it, I want to thank Lanny McKinney who maintains the Budmore Engineering website, our website, which I got to get on and uh put some pictures on there and learn how to use it. But uh, go to start your engines, uh, just I guess. Dot com or Google it. I'm not. I'm not sure how you get to it, but you can find it easy enough. Uh, but Lanny maintains that does our podcast, which you will have this show on probably by three or four o'clock this afternoon. And uh, he was real quick with it last week. But now, um Lanny, we appreciate everything you do, and we're always thinking about you, and you're always included. The cup race the next day. Oh well, let me back up. As I said, Xfinity does race today, and that would be the A-Game 200, and that's at 130 on FS1. Uh, Cup did run last week at Talladega, and I think they went maybe the first segment without a caution flag, but ended up having eight 57 lead changes and a 188-lap race. Actually, the race went 196 laps. It went eight extra. And when all the crashing and banging and smashing got over with, Kyle Busch slipped through, uh... They had a of course a last crash there going after one of the last restarts. I think they had two overtimes and um number twenty three, who is he? Uh I can't think. Bubba Wallace was leading and he was blocking and he was going up and down and you and they had an the aerial shot when that was going on and you you just knew he couldn't pull it off. Um uh, Personally, I'm not a race driver. Uh, uh, I always wanted to be one, but I'd have let him go. I'd let, I'd let him pass me, and then try to get him back. I mean, it but wouldn't been out of the question. But uh, he chose to block in the turn, and it, it was no way it was going to work. And he took out a whole lot of cars, and Kyle Busch, uh ended up the winner, barely, with enough gas to come back around. In fact, he couldn't even finish his, uh, but maybe like one burnout, one donut. Uh, before he ran out of gas. Ryan Blaney was second. Third was Chris Buescher. Third, Chase Briscoe. Fifth, Brad Keselowski. Sixth, Eric Jones. Seventh, William Byron. Eighth was Christopher Bell. Ninth, Daniel Suarez. And tenth was Todd Gilliland. Looking at the point standings for the Winston Cup boys. Winston Cup.
2: Class from the past. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just called Cup. So all you need to know is Cup. I guess it would be the mm-hmm. Monster Energy Cup, if it was anything. Points leader, Kyle Larson, he's won two races. Kyle Busch is second. He's won two races. Third is William Byron. He's won two races. The next four guys have won one. That's Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Joey Logano, and Ricky Stenhouse, and they all are in the playoffs. The next, uh, the next nine... Are in order. Eighth is Ross Chastain. Ninth, Kevin Harvick. Tenth, Martin Truex Jr. Eleventh, Ryan Blaney. Twelfth, Alex Bowman. Alex is going to take a hit. He's going to have to get one of those special permissions to, uh, to, uh, to be in the playoffs because um, he hasn't won a race. But he's going to miss some here with a with a sprint car accident the other day. And as Deb said, uh, he's saying he's going to miss three weeks, and that sounds Pretty optimistic for somebody that's got an injured back. I just, I just don't see him coming back that soon. But I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just purely guessing those back injuries, compressed vertebra, sounds serious to me. Thirteenth uh, is Denny Hamlin. Fourteenth Brad Keselowski. Fifteenth Chase Briscoe. And sixteenth is Chris Boucher. On the outside looking in, Daniel Suarez is the seventeenth. Austin Cindric eighteenth. Michael McDowell, 19th, and Ty Gibbs is 20th. We'll take one more, and that's Bubba Wallace. So uh, that's the way the cup shakes out from Talladega. Their next race will be tomorrow in the Worth 400, and that's W-U-R-T-H, and I don't know what that is. Uh, Something tells me it might be investments or something. I don't know. Anyway, I should. But the Worth 400 will be tomorrow at 2 p.m. on FS1. And so, uh, tune in for that one. I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Dover, but I think it's going to be pretty rainy here in Spartanburg. And from what I understand, a lot of things up the East Coast are, uh, are doing double duty today so they don't have to uh, get rained out or don't have to worry about getting rained out tomorrow, I think. I think I heard something about the Mets and the Braves, and that's in New York. So, anyway, bad weather's coming. We're going to take a break right now and uh, come back and finish up the show with some more results and chit-chat. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring
20: is here, and so are the savings at Career Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $1.99 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road. Lease for only 299 dollars a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com.
12: at Janie, your goals are our priority when you work with janny it's about going beyond investing it's about connecting your life and finances When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282 that's 864-585-8282 or visit trentlancaster.com Jenny Montgomery Scott LLC member finra nyse and sipc
6: The BMW Charity Pro-Am presented by TD Cinex has been a staple of the Upstate community for more than two decades. The BMW Charity Pro-Am brings the Upstate a fun and entertaining week centered around professional athletes and world-renowned celebrities and raises money and awareness for South Carolina charities. Tournament week this year is June 5th through 11th and includes golf clinics, concerts, a sustainability luncheon at Bon Secours Wellness Arena, a ladies' luncheon and golf clinic at Carolina Country Club and Chapman Cultural Center, the BMW Charity Pro-Am, June 8th through 11th at Carolina Country Club and the Thornblade Club.
16: The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well-known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday.
7: While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or spartanphotocenter.com.
0: Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM WSPG Spartanburg
16: McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at mcdonalds.com slash made. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchises are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse, and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchises.
1: And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ronnie, what do you think worth is? I guess investments.
2: I have no idea.
1: Take a wild guess. Lumber? Did you look it up? No. It's woodworking uh, stuff. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I guess I saw oh, you, it somewhere. Yeah. Well, you close enough for me. Woodworking supply stores. So there. Worth. All right. Moving right along here with uh, eight minutes and 20 seconds to go. The truck's... Uh, did not run last week at Talladega, and they're off until next Saturday when they run the Heart of America 200, and that will be at Kansas at uh, 8 p.m. on um, FS1. I think that's a Saturday night race under the lights. The points in the truck series, Ty Majeski is first, Zane Smith is second, Ben Rhodes is third, Corey Heim fourth, fifth is Christian Eckes, sixth, Grant Enfinger, Second, uh, Seventh, Matt Crafton. Eighth, Tanner Gray. Ninth is Matt D. Benedetto. And tenth is Chase Purdy. Um, Ronnie, do you recall sending me a text about the trucks this week?
2: I do, but I don't remember what it said.
1: <laughs> uh, Tony Brightinger, the ARCA driver, mm-hmm. who's married to the Saskatchewan Rough Rider, is going to move over to trucks. And drive the Victoria Secret truck. Yes, that's what it was. I knew it was
2: something like that.
1: She said when she was a little girl, um, she wanted to be a race driver and a Victoria's Secret model. And everybody told her she couldn't do both. But she's getting ready to do both.
2: I believe so. But she's
1: already done the modeling gig.
2: Yeah, and she is not real hard to look at. <sighs> not at all.
1: Not usually... Uh, um, usually the case with a uh, Victoria Victoria Secret, Secret. model. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she's going to drive, but uh, yeah, her husband's a linebacker, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything more than stare.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Arca. Speaking of which, they did run at Talladega, and Jesse Love was the winner there, driving for Bill Venturini. Gus Dean was second. Brett Holmes third. Andres Perez Delara was fourth. Sean Corr. You just was, enjoy
2: saying that, don't you?
1: Well, yeah i got a lot of Latin speakers around my house, or, or <laughs> Spanish speakers, not me too much. Uh, Sean Cora was fifth. Jack Wood, no relation, was sixth. Taylor Gray was seventh. Scott Melton, eighth. Frankie Muniz was ninth. And tenth was Jason White. What do we know about Frankie? Uh, he used to be on uh, TV,
2: Malcolm in the Middle.
1: Well, yes, but I didn't. I never watched one second of that show. I didn't
2: either. And, um, and he's, been, he's been race driving since he was on TV.
1: Well, he's also.
2: And he's a grown man
10: now.
1: And he's also leading the point standings in ARCA. Wow. He um, is first. He's, they've only had three races. But uh, he's leading the standings. Jesse Love is second. Greg Van Aultz, the Daytona winner, is third. Jack Wood, no relation, is fourth. Tony Constantino is fifth. Andres Perez De Lara is sixth. Christian Rose is seventh. Sean Corr is eighth. Tony Breitinger is ninth. And Jason White is tenth. They will have their next race on uh, next Saturday at 2 p.m. And it will be on FS1. And that will be the Dutch Boy 150 at Kansas. That's paint. That is paint. We know that one, don't we? I know that one. Yep.
2: Uh are you fingering it, Doc? <laughs>
1: Wooden shoes. Yeah. Uh, Indy. Indy is at the Barber Motorsports Park uh, tomorrow. As I said earlier, it is a beautiful racetrack for the Honda Grand Prix of Alabama. That will be at 3 o'clock on NBC. And there's point standings. Marcus Erickson, last year's Indianapolis 500 race winner, was is leading the points. Patricio O'Ward is second. Alex Palou is third. Joseph Newgarden, fourth. Kyle Kirkwood, who got his first win ever last weekend, or the first in a in uh in the big cars, uh, is fifth in points. Sixth, Scott Dixon. Seventh, Roman Groshan. Eighth, Colton Herta. Ninth is Will Power, and tenth is Scott McLaughlin. And um, I think that's a great race. I can't wait to watch it next week. Uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Formula One is back. They have been off for almost a month. I think it's like 26 days. They are going to be running uh, tomorrow at Azerbaijan. Easy for me to say. That's in Baku, Azerbaijan. And they uh, will have Max Verstappen as the defending race winner there. Well, he wins about everywhere every week. He is leading the points. Second is Sergio Perez. Third is Fernando Alonso. Fourth is Lewis Hamilton. Fifth, Lance Stoll. Sixth, Carlos Sainz. Seventh, George Russell. Eighth is Lando Norris. Ninth, Nico Hulkenberg, who drives the Ferrari independent cars out of Charlotte for Haas. And tenth is Charles Leclerc. And the other Ferrari uh, from Haas is uh, Kevin Magnuson. And he's back in 18th place. So Formula One will be back next week. IMSA uh, is off until May 14th. And that's a Sunday when they will run the IMSA Monterey Sports Car Championship out in Monterey, California, of course. And the points are pretty tight still. Nick Tandy and Matthew Jaminet, uh, after winning the last race, uh, are uh, the winners or, or the leaders. But one point behind them with 954 points is Alexander Sims and De Durrani, the Wheeling Cadillac drivers. Third is Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor, and they got 935, so they're only 19 more points back. And a point behind them is Connor DeFilippi and Nick Yololi. So uh, they are off for about, what's that, two more weeks till they run at um, Monterey, beautiful track out there. Television. I think I already hit this earlier, but uh, for today, anyway. NASCAR practice, uh, cup practice at is going on right now on FS1. Uh, IndyCar practice will be on Peacock at 12 from uh, Alabama. Xfinity, the race is at 130. Come on, Jeremy. We've got to have something good out of you this week. He's starting 15th. Qualifying was rained out, so he was assigned 15th, which not too bad. Uh, IndyCar qualifying is at 3, then tomorrow... The Formula One race is on ESPN from Azerbaijan, and that will be at six fifty-five. Let's call it seven o'clock in the morning. NASCAR. I might miss that. I'll record it. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about it next week. Two o'clock is the NASCAR race on FS1 from Dover. That that, the,
2: that time has been changed to one thirty. I, I saw it today.
1: Okay, why? Rain? I think so. Could be. I don't know that half an hour make much of a difference, but anyway, and for um, Deb's sake, I don't see that this is live or same day or tape delay. It's just got the times here. Is uh, at six o'clock on FS1 or the Four Wides from Charlotte? Mm-hmm. So uh, I kind of think that may be a same day tape delay thing. Ryan you've got forty seconds. Tell me something.
2: Oh, Malcolm in the Middle, Frankie Munez that we were talking about a while ago. Yeah. His father on the show was played by Brian Cranston.
1: That's the... Who uh, went
2: on to star in Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Tyler said it was a hilarious show, and I guess I'll have to take his word for it. It's probably on someplace, Nickelodeon. I'm sure it or, is. Yeah. So, uh, but he's doing real well, and, you know, I've got a whole thing printed out there, and I just I threw it over there in the pile and didn't read it, but he's also an excellent golfer. So, oh, okay. We'll be hearing more about him. Maybe we'll do a little feature on him next week. But uh, that about does it for this week, Natalie. Um, I don't think anybody's coming except maybe some of your your regular guests. <laughs> but we're not. I'm going to go to Spring Fling, and um,
2: I'm going home take a nap.
1: Yeah, you look like you need one. Excitement of the show barely kept you Well, the rest of you, see you next week. Keep it between the fences.
0: The home of Open Mic, weekdays from 3 to 6. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, w-